0: Welcome to our podcast, All About the Car, brought to you by Sherl Tire and Service. I'm your host, Rob Hoffman, an auto service specialist with over 44 years of industry experience. On the ride with me today, our regular guest, Brian Call, a 40-year-plus veteran of the automotive industry. Hello, Brian. Hey, Rob. Nice to be with you. And Bill Shurrell, a guy that has a lot of miles behind the wheel and always has a lot of great questions. Welcome back, Bill.
1: Thanks, Rob. Glad to be here.
0: Good to see you guys. Today, we have a very special guest on our podcast, Shannon Grew, owner of several new car dealerships in central Wisconsin. And as a matter of fact, we are on site at one of Shannon's facilities, Colby Chrysler Center. So technically, I suppose, we're your guest, Shannon. I'm excited to be here. Well, welcome, Shannon. Good to have you here. Let's hop in, buckle up, and hit the road. Well, today we're talking about today's automotive technology and what's in the future. But as many of you know, I always like to dig up the past to see where we've been first. There's been a lot of turning points in automotive history since Carl Benz patented and put the very first automobile on the road in 1886. That's a long time ago. We saw Henry Ford invent the first moving assembly line, which took a car's build time from 12 hours to just an hour and a half. Creature Comforts came to the scene in 1940 with the first air conditioner equipped on a Packard, and many experienced the first production electronic fuel injection system on several 1958 Chrysler models. And when was the first onboard computer fitted to a production car, you ask? 1968 Volkswagen. What was that,
1: Rob? What was the computer module, do you know?
2: I do not know. Oh, sorry. I would say it would probably be electronic ignition and... uh... It might have been electronic fuel injection. Fuel
0: injection. Where it was actually controlled by the computer would be my guess. Just a guess. In 1968.
1: So before it was controlled by a computer, what was the control?
0: It was mechanical. Yeah. Mechanical fuel injection. Yeah. Then since the 1930s, the Chrysler Corporation has been setting trends in styling, innovation, and just plain exciting cars and trucks. From the airflow sedan in the 30s which was a design ahead of his time, to the hemispherical powerhouse engine of the late 50s that we still see today. Still have today. What do you call that today, the Hemi? That thing got a Hemi. <laughs> yeah. And who can forget the muscle car era of the 60s and 70s with crazy paint colors such as Go Mango, Plum Crazy, Panther Pink, and Hemi Orange. Sublime Green. Oh, there's another one. Chrysler has always been known to attract the fanatic. So yeah, today, we're seeing a lot of turning points in automotive history as we move forward. I think it's evolving faster than ever.
2: I can't keep up with it. I agree. With the rate of technology, the steps are getting a lot further apart, right? Absolutely. There's a lot of technology that maybe even some of our
0: listeners aren't familiar with, but they've really been around for a while. Four-wheel steer, we had that back in... Brian, when was that one on the Chevy truck? Chevy trucks
3: was back in 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. So what's the difference
1: between four-wheel steer and four-wheel drive? Same thing? No.
3: The back tires actually steer like the front tires do. Uh It is a weird feeling.
2: It's weird. Crab walking that (laughs) thing, and I mean, it's like you're spinning around Parking's great with
0: four-wheel steer. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of walks right in.
1: Get out of here. No. What car has four-wheel steer? Well, it's coming back now. It is coming
0: yeah, back. We're seeing yeah, back you back see it in, on the
2: electric Hummer. That's right. a $150,000 electric GM truck. Yeah, you see it on there. No, yeah.
1: I don't understand
2: it. <laughs> 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 you ever see a monster Only truck? Only one steering wheel. So,
1: one st- <laughs> st- You
2: ever see a monster truck? Well, of
1: course. Yes. Okay,
2: so the rear tires turn, they just spin right around on a dime.
1: Wow. Okay. And I've never been- seen a monster truck do that, so. Oh, I got to
2: get out more. I do have to get out more. <laughs> uh,
0: and hey, a term that's been around for a while now, but it's kind of a techie term, steer by wire. Give us some feedback on that, Brian. What does that mean?
3: There's no mechanical linkage between the steering wheel and the tires. So it's all done by solenoids and pumps to actually turn it based on a sensor feedback through the steering wheel.
0: That's just crazy. From old school guy that most of us are, when you turn that steering wheel, you picture all this linkage and a steering column and all the mechanics that are happening in front of you. But steer by wire; it's all electronic.
2: You know, and actually, you know, the mechanics of it are on the steering wheel side and on the tire side, and in between is where the electronics are. Right? You still got your tie rod ends and all that mechanical stuff. That's all there. I mean, you need that. That's safety that's durability that's drivability that's all that kind of stuff right but the armstrong part of it where it used to take a pipe to turn that baby around now you a three-year-old can do with their middle finger
0: so there's no power steering system in those systems right it's all done by
2: wire no more fluid there's no fluid if you're a power steering fluid manufacturer you're out of business right (laughs) now is that
0: the way all vehicles are these days there's electric pumps
3: to help the assist on that okay
0: so a lot of technology happened there. The one that saved my rear, pardon the pun, is the backup camera. been out for a long time, but I use that all the time in the vehicle I drive. It's great for backing up to a trailer, isn't it? It's
2: fantastic. It's a one-and-done deal when you're looking for that hitch, for sure. That's an innovation that changed your driving habits. Absolutely. Right? Yep. I mean, you can almost take the mirrors off cars nowadays.
3: I don't think that would be quite safe.
2: Well, 360 degree to cameras okay. now, right? That all is right? true. So, I mean...
1: I think it takes a while to get used to looking, and I still find myself turning over my right shoulder to look at what's behind me, but it takes a time to like say, oh, okay, I just need to look at the camera.
2: Right, right.
1: And the automatic crash notification,
0: if I'm not mistaken, back in the 90s, OnStar, that's the same thing, right?
2: So uh, that was a notification if you actually physically got in a crash. Right. So you might be, there's multiple systems now that are called crash avoidance crash blah blah whatever right that all have a little different niche i guess okay? i'm sure
0: we've come a long way with that with the OnStar of the 90s too it's a lot different than oh it was God, back yeah. then but uh yeah and the I black
2: think- boxes that are in all the cars now right so i mean you can plug in and i know how fast you've ever driven i know how long your car idles i know how many miles are on it you know everything right and it even comes to play in some court cases When you read about that, they'll pull them black boxes out of the cars, and they'll find out. So, really, the airplane technology of the black
0: box—we've really adapted that to automotive now. Is that correct? It's in every
2: single car since. I'm probably wrong in the state, but it's like somewhere around 2016,
1: roughly. Wow, that's amazing. It's been out there for a while. That information—that do auto dealers and manufacturers tie into the black box and pull information out of it? Yeah, who has access time? to that?
2: So I know there's a limited amount of people that have access to that. You know, dealers don't. I mean, All as far right. as, like, your those items I talked about earlier, that's not part of the black So you box, don't have a private box, investigator
0: right? on site here at no, Chrysler? I, I,
2: I can't afford the okay. W-2. But, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that are available to the dealers. And and I'm sure that the technology is there for the consumer to buy a scanner and find that information as well. Interesting. Right. You buy um, the right scanner, obviously, you know. You know, the scary
0: part of this whole thing is we're sitting around here talking today about these cool things, and in a year from now, it's going to be all different. It's going to continue to just rocket forward.
2: Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: So what are some of the uh, technology that we're starting to see come out today? What's in front of us today? What's really happening?
2: So Outline, a lot of the features that have been around for a while are getting much better, right? Forward collision warning, so many people text and drive, Right i mean it's a dangerous thing everybody's busy blah blah for time right so there's sensors radars cameras that view the road in front of you and will determine if you're in danger and will some will notify you you know a loud screeching noise inside the car uh some will actually apply the brakes Mm -hmm. and and actually stop you even right Lane departure, or the cameras will read the lines on the road and keep you centered on the road. So it'll keep you between the lines, as they say. Keep it between the lines, wow. as they say. Yeah, it's a great, great saying, yeah. You know, some people like that, some people don't. It does get a little finicky. Can you turn that on and off? Absolutely. You yeah, can, that's okay. A, so you can choose to use it. I would say almost all these features that we're going to talk about today, probably, you can turn on and off in your car. The forward collision warning. You can shut that off. You can change the sensitivity of it to near or far, those types of things. And then, if you are really mechanically inclined, you could probably just go in and pull a couple of fuses, and it ain't going to work either, obviously, right?
0: <laughs> this is kind of the technology that's that it been around for a little while, but like you said, Shannon, it continues to get better and improve. Is that right?
2: Keep refining it and refining it. Right, absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, look at uh, bowling balls. Remember when they first come out? Brown, no. just... <laughs> Come on, you said you a seasoned guys here, right? <laughs> I
1: don't think we're that old. <laughs>
2: bowling balls, I'm just picturing a caveman. So, right? okay. But just something that simple, right? I mean, you look at bowling ball that was built in the 50s to a bowling ball that's today. It's night and day difference. You know, mm. the materials it's made out of the...
1: Finger holes are way finger more
2: comfortable. Holes, it's all kinds of things that are done differently. We're just right? always looking for glasses, the better mousetrap, strap. Looking for something better. Even glasses, I mean, mm. are upgraded, but anyway.
3: But the one um, that I really like is the adaptive cruise. That is oh, so yes, cool. Yes. Yeah, you're coming very, up nice on feature. somebody doing 50 out on the interstate, and it just slows you right down, and you don't have to do anything.
2: You know, the bad thing about that is you can get lulled to sleep, and the next thing you know, <laughs> yes. you're doing 45. But at least it's stopping. Uh,
1: yeah, that's true. But the right. car will tell you if you know, like you're falling asleep. It true. will notify you, and it senses true. your
2: eyes. True. And it reads your eyes mm-hmm. wherever you're looking. Sometimes some of that technology what? is coming. Yeah. 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 If you wow. can't
1: fall, you know, like in modern cars, it'll. Wake you back
2: up. Right. It'll vibrate the seat or it'll show a cup of coffee on the steering wheel or on the, <laughs> on the uh, a dash in front of you and all say, Hey, right. how about a coffee break? Wanna pull over and rest? Or I gotta get a life. <laughs> steering sense, you know, the steering angle sensor you're yeah. talking about, right? So if it doesn't sense any steering input or anything like that, Put all of a sudden it starts to say, Hey, what's going on, right? Right. Yeah. Hey,
0: we've all seen the commercial on TV, at least most of us probably have, where that family's backing out of their driveway with all the shrubs and bushes. And the car automatically stops because there's somebody coming across the back down the road. So that's that the rear cross-traffic warning. That's probably saved a few people. Oh, that's people. nice.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: That put a lot of body shops, you know.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <dark sanitizer>, right? <laughs> that's a good point. You don't think about those things. Like reduction in other businesses. Have you guys
2: seen the FAM cam, too?
3: I've not. No. Know. What's
2: that? So you've heard of parents forgetting their kids in the back of the seat, oh, right? right? Right. So there's sensors in all the seats that sense weight. Okay. And if somebody's back there, there's a little camera back there that shows right on the radio in front of you, the dash. I mean, you can look at what's going on back there.
3: Right? Oh, you know that I've not seen. Uh, that uh, oh, is it.
0: that the uh, is that the commercial where the family has the daughter and the boyfriend in the? I was back just going to mention that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you
2: see that? Yeah. <laughs> I see everything. <laughs> yeah. I know so, exactly. then, right.
1: so you get out of the car. You've left your child in the unexpectedly in the child's Ooh. seat behind that does it ding it does that before you open the door oh
2: yeah it's got to catch your attention before you leave the vehicle obviously okay. right but yeah so it does it before you open a door and yeah, it'll actually turn the camera on. You can even turn it on while you're driving on the road. Then, you know, your little ones are fighting or whatever. You mm-hmm. can turn that camera on. And you can watch them in the third row or do whatever. So no, you don't have I'm to not touching pull you over. I'm not touching you. I'm not <laughs> touching you.
1: You don't have to say, you know, one more thing. I'm going to pull over to the side of the road anymore. You can right. address it while you're still driving. The ejection seat is optional. Yes, <laughs> yes. exactly. And, and you can take your oh, hands off through. the wheel and deal with it safely <laughs> while the car still stays between the lines of the road.
3: That's probably not why it's designed. Yeah, uh, right, right, right. Don't
1: do that. Yeah, <laughs> a-
3: <laughs> yeah, we rented a Malibu this summer, and it had a little thing on the dash. We threw some groceries in the back, and it came up and said, "Check rear seat." Oh, sure enough. Yeah. Before you get out. Yep.
2: Yeah. There you go. It's tensing you. Yep. Yep. It's and, like- and that all started with the airbag for the passenger side seat.
3: Yeah, you're right. It's Going where it back all started. 20, 20 right. plus years. Oh my God, we're old. But anyway, <laughs>
2: yeah, you put your gallon of milk on the yeah. seat next to you and, and they the would to be barking, put a seatbelt yeah. on or yep. do whatever, right?
3: Turns on the airbag. But anyway, the
2: auto-dimming high beams, right? right. Getting that's, to be standard on almost everything, it right? has been around forever. But what about cornering lights? Have you guys heard about cornering lights? Yep. Yeah. You turn your blinker on and the headlights will whoop, well,
0: turn the corner cool. in
2: front of you.
3: Yeah. That goes yeah. back to the... Fifties for sure it goes back to 1950 but then they 15, quit it for a long time yep, yep. absolutely you turn the steering wheel and that one headlight it'd follow your steering wheel
0: right that would be the tucker Was I it wasn't the 100 percent tucker? Tucker yes. with and the steering wheel
2: and at least you have one in the middle that moved all the time yep, yep. it
1: reminds me of the little windshield wipers on the, the headlights. mercedes Mercedes. like <laughs> i'm not sure if those are really valuable now on the
2: jeep grand cherokees the windshield squirters around all the cameras
1: that oh, makes that's a, good sense. Idea. that's a really nice idea. Oh my gosh. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's is there night vision anywhere? Yes. Like how do we improve night travel?
2: So night vision, this is really cool. So on the Jeep Grand Cherokee's yeah. Jeep Wagoneers, that night vision reaches out 100 yards. It's a football field in front of you. Wow. Okay. It's really cool. It's really wide. It's crystal clear. My god, this it's so cool. crystal it's,
0: clear looking through the windshield. Or on a camera.
2: On your screen in front of the the steering wheel. Screen in front of the steering wheel, right? So you got your regular vision, obviously, right? And then the screen in front of your windshield, which is a good size nowadays. I mean, the, the screen technologies are,
1: my God, they're getting huge. Speaking of that, and not to interrupt that, but I was in a city, got into an Uber that was a Tesla, and the only thing on the dash was a big screen, like a personal PC screen, that was the only thing. It was a steering wheel and that screen, and there was nothing else on the entire dash.
2: It's like on the Wagoneer. Let's That's talk like- about screens for a little second, come back to the night vision thing. But on the Wagoneer, I mean, there's a screen in the front of the driver, a screen in the middle, and a screen for the passenger. So the passenger can do the navigation, type it all, that stuff in there, blah, 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 change changing music, do whatever, just swipe it like you do an iPhone, and boop, now it's in the middle, and everybody shares on it, right? You shut the thing off, you can turn it into a fireplace from one side of the dash all the way to the other side. I mean, in a Jeep Wagoneer. That's a six-foot fireplace in that bad boy, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> For ambiance so when you're going parking or Whatever, something. Whatever, I don't know.
2: <laughs> boy, I had that back in a teenage days. as well. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, dangerous. Yeah, that's not a go there. You can put the northern lights on it. I mean, and it's crystal clear. So and the Wagoneer, that's oh that my new God. model that
0: just recently came out. The larger size. The big Suburban fighter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It's really cool. So back to the night vision. Let's circle back, right? For forget about that, because we're all seasoned veterans. Yes, especially Brian. <laughs> 300 feet in front of you, it's crystal clear, and it also incorporates pedestrian, animal detection, all of these things. And, and these cameras, they read all that stuff in front of you, and the information is processed you know so fast, it'll tie in your emergency braking, your pedestrian stop, full stop assist. And now they're even getting to be, takes over your throttle. It can actually, steering avoidance as well. You know, they're getting so close to autonomous driving run by sensors. You know, LiDAR sensors coming out nowadays. So much of that is out there. You know, and we can roll right into the, in the Ford Blue Cruise, right? We're a Ford dealer as well. And there's 135,000 miles of Blue Cruise approved Roads out there, and right now they're all four-lane interstates and things like that, right? But hey, turn this baby on, and your dash turns blue, and sit back and <laughs> dash turns wash, <laughs> watch it. I mean, it's really cool.
0: Wow. Well, wow, my head's spinning. I wasn't even prepared for this information to come this fast. And you talk about sitting back and enjoying the ride. I think it's time to go on a Wisconsin road trip. What do you I guys agree. think? Let's do it. Should we take a quick break and head to the Apostle Islands?
1: Where there's far less technology.
0: Far less technology. Out in the
1: wilderness. Absolutely.
0: It is an awesome place to go. Yes. Tell us about it. I've never been there. It's been on my list for years
3: and years. There was a group of us that went up there and rented sea kayaks and went out for a long weekend and there's campsites out on some of the islands there's bear out there so they got places to store your food and toiletries so that the bear leave you alone and just cruise from island to island and then the sea caves are out there and you can take these kayaks right back in through the sea caves oh, that's what interests me you can go 100 150 feet back in these caves and it's like it's outside because The water is so crystal clear that the sunlight transmits through the water and lights up the inside of these caves. Is that all
0: sandstone up there? Yeah, it's all
3: okay. sandstone. And actually, one of the islands no longer exists. Is that
2: the same where they do the ice yep. caves? Yeah, yes. <laughs> same
3: thing. I went in the summer with it with no, no ice. <laughs>
1: I've been there in, this, in both directions, summer and winter. Which one do you like better? Different seasons. You get to go back after the ice. Well, I guess it, it all involves after your activities are done. So in the sea caves, you just do different things. You go swimming and have a cocktail or something. And in the ice caves, you, walk, you can only walk. It's a lot slower to go. Then you have to drive somewhere to have your after-adventure. <laughs>
0: So it's actually a national park, is that yep, right?
3: Yep, absolutely. And That's... one of the islands has Raspberry Island has a lighthouse that they redid, put millions of dollars into it, and it's absolutely fascinating to go up there and see how the lighthouse keepers lived 100 years ago.
1: Wow, that was a commitment to your job. Absolutely, like that you was live your life where you worked. Like the live work concept of apartments where there are apartments up below and your retail space below that you know the lighthouse keepers were in you know, the first live work people
3: yeah and a lot of families person. out there their wife and kids yeah. and then there was usually a couple of assistants that would stay with them out there and they rotate shifts 24
0: 7 It's amazing history really that that's a part of history that's really gone by at this point technology has taken that over as well the lighthouse right
3: and then one of the islands is actually gone. It eroded with Lake Superior beating on it over the course of thousands of years, and it's gone. Wow.
1: There's also. I you mean, can you see
2: it under the water or not? It's so under the water. You can see it, or no? Uh,
3: the water clarity is. Oh, it's at least fifty feet that you can so see. You can up probably there. see the
2: top of whatever
0: faded into the water. Now I've heard too that there's 21 islands. Or maybe 20 now. <laughs> but that's yeah, a lot of islands. I mean, if you really to
3: island hop up there, kayak. And some of the islands have the campsites, like I was saying. And you plan out your trip, you can spend a weekend out there. And
1: Because there's also, I mean, Madeline Island, which is the largest, I think, of all of them. I mean, they have full housing. I mean, you go to Madeline yeah, Island for, and it's a full community.
3: Yeah, but they got boats that take you out to the island.
1: And But that has the ice highway as well. That, haven't we talked about the ice highway? we talked about when, the yeah, ice highway that, as that's well. That's off to Madeline Island during the winter months.
0: I got to keep that one on my list for sure. Envy you guys for already being there. Have, Shannon, have you been there? Never. Put it down. I you got gotta it. Get up there. It's just to the north.
1: Right. Three-hour drive. Yeah, that's it. And your car can take you there. Right. <laughs> Right.
3: It can drive you there.
1: Yeah, exactly. I guess that's I, that was a better way of what I was trying to say. My son
2: went there last year, and he really, he really liked it. He wants to go back mm-hmm. again and do it again. Awesome. Well, let's leave the old world behind and come back to the
0: leading edge of technology, back into our conversation, because I think I finally cleared my head just a little bit from what we just went through, but let's look and see what's coming up in the future. I mean, we talked about the past, present, and what's coming up. And Shannon, you just touched a little bit on uh, autonomous cars, autonomy, and that's coming around.
2: Yeah. Have you guys, you know, like if you go down to Mm UW-Madison, right? Got all these little robots running around with food in it. I have seen them, yes. It's crazy. They're all over the place, right? Right. You go to Rochester, Mayo Clinic, and there's people haulers there. So those little things that are UW-Madison, multiply it by 100, right? Mm -hmm. And put a dozen people in it,
0: they drive it all over. So nobody's driving these buses? Oh, no. There's people sitting in them going places.
2: Yeah, looking around, twiddling their thumbs. How'd you no. feel about
0: that the first time you saw it?
2: I'm walking. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my waistline? I got to walk.
1: How do you communicate with the people mover?
2: It's on a set schedule on a okay. set route, okay. right? So it's designed to be a shuttle from building to right. building to building to building, right?
1: But... Autonomous, Big, huge windows.
2: Autonomous. You know, it's just like right. the cars, you know, those rail cars, electric cars. Right. What do they call those in things? Airport. San Francisco. What are those right. dingy things? Whatever call on there, right? What is that? Anyway, it's just like that, but
3: with windows, because we got like winter. the L down in Chicago. That I better. think
1: it's more possibly like the like a tram, trolley car, tram in airports that just yeah. goes oh, back and forth go. on a certain thing, but it's not on a rail. It's running by itself and it's moving through space and not, you know just going on a straight line. A trolley with windows.
3: Yeah. What know, happens with the snow and the ice in the winter? Studded tires.
2: <laughs> Tire
0: chains. High-tech studs? Is that yeah. coming? Uh, maybe. It could you know, be. We, uh, recently in the news, an autonomous car was in the news, if we remember that. The police tried to pull yes. it over, and they got out, walked up to the car, and the car took off. Right. It was just crazy. And, he well, went, and the car went through the to, intersection, right. pulled over again. You know, probably. What it was yeah. supposed to
1: do, and then...
3: <laughs> so it's
0: real stuff. It's out there.
1: Yeah,
3: I haven't heard that story. That's pretty funny. Look it up. I have to check that oh, out. It's a great the, video. This cop was coming with the lights on. The car pulled over just like it's supposed to do. Well, the car didn't realize that it was getting pulled over. Police officer pulled over. Eh, he's by. The car took off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you hear about that too. I mean, people getting pulled over and their. Teslas for sleeping and such, right? Yeah. You know, and that's the bad side of all this technology. That's, you could really have some. Making us lazy. Well, uh, it could be some danger involved in this deal, right? Totally. But on the flip side of that, I'm sure it's saved a lot more lives. Yes. In oh, absolutely. In the past with accident avoidance and blind spot alert. Everything we just talked about, obviously. Right? When you're
3: talking about the cameras, the night vision, I'm thinking deer. Totally. Right? How so many huge. deer? Are huge. Not yeah. getting hit and. Sure. How many lives is that saving? Sure.
2: And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the technology's brand new, and it's just out there. And I'm sure if the deer jumps out, I mean, literally right in front of you, I mean, you got to stop 6,000 pounds or 8,000 yeah, pounds. You can't do that that quick.
3: How many of them are going to pick it up before you get Credit, that? Right, Give you a second or two warning, and right. it's automatically
1: applying <laughs> the brakes before... Right. You even react. Two seconds warning is a long time. That's a long time. Long. Time. So in that autonomous, there are certain roads that are being built just for autonomous driving. Well, right now, if we
2: go back to that blue cruise thing, right. so the blue cruise uses cameras and the sensors for adaptive cruise control, right? And of course, you know their GPS is tied into that with navigation system and and such. So I mean, it's using a combination of all those things to work. To make it happen on certain roads, right? right? And I'm, I'm sure, you know, down the road as cameras get better and LiDAR sensors get better and things like that, that it will just happen all over, right? Yeah. We'll see that before we
3: yeah. are gone. It's going to happen sooner or you know, later, later, I think. We'll see
2: that. We'll see that.
3: You're going to be working on them. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, you know, uh, the next thing I'm sure everybody's talking about is electric, Right.
1: Right. That's
2: another big thing that's different, and that's really going to happen. That's really here. So realistically, here's my personal opinion. Right, most family households have two cars, right, and I truly believe that one of them can be electric. Okay, you know the um, the commuter car,
3: right, to and from work,
2: right? Why not? You know, you can put two hundred and seventy miles on this thing. I did some math on this. Where's my notes? So, the Mach E currently is 224 miles to 314 miles on one single charge. Okay. At 11 kilowatt cents an hour, which is our current electric rate, right? And it costs you 10 to 15 bucks to go 300 miles.
3: Okay. Because the electric to recharge the battery. Right. Okay.
2: Right. And say you get 30 miles a gallon, you go 300 miles, that's 10 gallons, and what's gas today?
1: Let's, yeah, just, let's just
2: call it five bucks for easy right. math, right? Well, that's 50 bucks, right? That's $2,000 a year. It's 166 bucks a month difference,
3: right?
1: So, do you think, though, that the need for electricity, like we're moving in that direction, but the production of electricity and the need for electricity will continue to grow? And I don't know if you know, the calculation based on our rate of electricity today has to change because we need more electricity.
2: People talk about that all the time. You know, our electric grid can't handle it, blah, blah, whatever, right? But it's just like running your dryer in your house.
1: Right.
2: You run your dryer in your house, right? So. Yeah,
3: you throw um, 100,000 dryers on top of that with all these EVs. Doesn't everybody because, have
2: a dryer? Yes.
3: As well as the car. Right. So well, now you're doubling the load. Is it going to be able to handle it? The,
1: the I tes- picture those the city tes- lights going boom. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the, te- well, the Tesla version of that is that because MREA Midwest Range Renewable Energy,
0: Energy Association, Association. A
1: seminar I went to one time because the guy from Tesla was there to speak, and I thought was well, this is very interesting that every home would have solar panels and batteries in the storage, so that during the day you're collecting that electricity and then you're plugging your car in and doing those things so that it's a self-generating system so that every morning you get ready to go, your car is fully charged off of the battery power that is collected over from solar and off your roof tiles, off your panels, whatever that might be somewhere. Sure. So
3: we're going to supplement the grid.
1: Correct. Individually, like, you know, trying to, instead of mass product where was it that they were talking about the largest solar panel farm? that was going to be installed in i can't remember you know,
3: southwest united states yeah, somewhere,
1: and they were you know like the big controversy square miles that. but you take that and you disseminate that in everyone's house if just your i mean tesla has roof tiles yes that are literally solar activated yes we just don't have enough yeah, shingles yeah shingles yeah. so i mean you make every rooftop in america a solar panel as well
2: so let's Got on that. And path. then walls.
1: I mean, like they have solar the walls, power walls that you can do. Yeah. Power walls. They can have art on them. It's yeah. there's public installations all over.
2: I have 44 solar panels behind my house, and I don't have an electric bill, zero, right? And it's good for 30 years. When I did it back during the Obama administration, there's a 40% 40% tax credit, right? Right now it's down to 26. This summer we're actually putting rooftops on all of our dealerships, all of my dealerships. So to eliminate that electric bill, right? And the payoff is sub-10 years. Wow. So that technology has come down quite a bit, you know? But as the tax credits get less and less, it could increase your payoff amount, right? Right.
3: Yeah, but the technology is going to get better. Production costs are going to come down. So hopefully that balances itself out.
2: And production costs have really come down in the last decade on them quite a bit,
1: right? So this all infrastructure relating back to a vehicle of like being able to transport people, right? right. I mean, you've gone down this very interesting rabbit hole of when you start talking about the technology and vehicles and our electric vehicles there, how good are they going to be? It comes back to the fuel and how are they going to be powered? Energy. Yeah.
2: Right. Energy and people movement,
0: right? Shannon, what does the future look like for the Chrysler brand when it comes to EV technology?
2: So EV technology is really accelerating very fast, right? And the key component is the battery itself. Okay? So battery technology is really alkaline, lithium, you know, there's more on, and more coming down the road, yes. right? And you know, like the Chrysler airfoil that's on its way, I mean, they're saying that's going to be four hundred plus miles. So that's already well 25 percent 30 percent more than what's altered today right the ram truck i've heard they're gonna be 500 miles on Mm -hmm. right that's a long ways
3: Uh, lucid's got one it's a new startup company that's got 500 miles plus they've got it under i believe it's under an hour to recharge sure about 75 percent which gets you about 400 miles right they get to that technology it's after 400 miles you got to stop for a break anyways.
1: Oh yeah, I it. Well, few, I mean, how, exactly. you know, coming back to that having most v- homes having two vehicles, how often are you driving 400 I mean, like that's a road trip. That's planned out at some level that you're driving 400 miles.
2: I think the only reason why you need to have a gas mm. car, well, it's my opinion, right? But say you want to travel to Yellowstone, yep. right? Because right. the infrastructure right. to charge it's, your right. electric car it's is not, not there currently. Well, and then a the time frame to do it. Right. Now, if you get it down into the under an hour, that's a game changer. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could take a quick lunch break or do whatever, right? I don't think you would run the cannonball run with the thing, right? No. <laughs> but there's plenty of articles out there if you Google this thing of people traveling from one place to the other and they talk about their average stop to charge their electric car to drive across the whole country, right? And their stops have been averaging about an hour. Okay. Because they got DC fast chargers, they can hit eighty percent, you know, they could really fly and go through there. But You know, some questions that are out there yet is, how long is battery going to last? Right? Pounding all this electricity into this battery quickly, is that going to shorten your life battery span? It has to. Well, you and I think that because we're old school. But technology is changing so fast, I don't know the answer to that. Right? I think that's just going to take a little bit of time to figure that out.
1: Cell phones, I think, has driven that. Oh, sure. Like... Finding that mm-hmm. battery ability sure. to recharge your cell phone. Well, look at this. Even
2: this little iFit battery deal that I got here. This is good for seven days. Yeah. And I can charge it in 15 minutes. All right. Right.
0: Speaking of cell phones, Apple's been talking about potentially getting into the
2: automotive manufacturing business. Really? So Honda and Sony just inked a contract to really? create a car together. Wow. Right. Honda and Sony. Right. So, yeah, Apple's getting into the business. Everybody wants a piece of the, you know, to get in there and diversify their companies. So,
1: Well, then Samsung has a chip that is connected to vehicles. Oh, that-
2: and your TV and a whole ball of wax, eh?
1: Yeah.
2: I'll be darned. I did not know that. That's interesting.
0: Well, Shannon, I read somewhere, too, that the Chrysler brand will be most likely fully electronic or EV by 2028. In You're 100% my,
2: correct. Is that that's been inked on paper. It has. Yes. All uh,
1: vehicles. All Chrysler vehicles.
2: So you got to remind, there's Chrysler, there's Dodge, there's Jeep, there's Ram. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So Chrysler is the people mover guy, right? The Chrysler Pacifica, eight passengers, everybody never, nobody wants to be a soccer mom in a minivan, but my God, they're so useful and they're so easy to use. You can pile a bunch of stuff they're in there. They're looking pretty go, good right? these yeah. days too. They're good looking, right? Yeah. 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 They don't put a Hemi in it, but it's close. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Now, the Pacifica and uh, some other vehicles that Chrysler produces, they have plug in hybrids, right? So you plug them in now with the same outlet that the Machi uses and, mm-hmm. and you know, all these other electric cars that are coming, and they run 30 to 35 miles or so, roughly, right in there somewhere, right? And most people. That's a tar- typical right, day commute. Typical <laughs> right. day. Drive the kids to school, drop them off, drive the other side of town, go to work, do the whole thing back over again. So they don't burn any gas, right? But if you do travel further, well, then the gas motor takes over and you're gone, right? It works out pretty slick, right? But you're right. So by 2025 is when the process is going to start transferring everything over to 100% electric and then be done by 2028. That's what they have inked on black and white paper right now. Oh. Um, yeah. Do you now, know at all
0: how that compares to other brands?
2: It's in line. It is? Yeah, oh, okay. it's in line. You so know? we're really going to be there. And they're actually talking about spinning these things off of the main franchise, Ford is kind of starting to go down that path. You know, like Tesla doesn't have Tesla dealerships, right? And Ford is starting to go down that path too. And that, that scares me a little bit because of service, right? And how many people, and I don't know if America is ready for it yet. That's a big purchase, right? Buying a car, I mean, it's a lot of money. You know, you just, you want to go on your phone and go to Ford.com. Yeah, there's a red one. I'll take it, right? Right. Bank now it's delivered on your doorstep and yeah you know and who's gonna show me how to run it who's gonna who's gonna make sure that i got an all-wheel drive one in wisconsin instead of just a front wheel drive one right so I, I don't know if people are quite ready to spend fifty thousand dollars by click of a button on your phone yet right, right. carvana's
3: but, been doing it for you know, five six years but they're also going belly up and broke right now but
2: then the service side of the business, right? So if something does happen to your electric vehicle, you got to have a place to take it and fix it, right? So you need to have a dealership for that. I mean, all these things are changing. Look, at there's tire companies that mail you the tires right to your door. Yes, they do. Right? There's tire companies that will mail them someplace and have them put on for you.
3: They're coming out to you now with mobile tire installation. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. didn't
0: know that. Yep. It's been around for a little while, but we're starting to see it more often now. In a previous podcast, just recently, we talked about airless tires. So that's other technology that's being introduced to everything we've talked about today.
2: Have you guys driven on them yet? Or have not.
0: Those are not?
2: But they're being used out there already. Absolutely. In the testing market. Agricultural stuff, uh, Uh industrial Mm -hmm. places. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they've had foam-filled tires for 25, 30 years, right? Right.
3: Fifty years! Oh my God, <laughs> it's been a
2: long time. Kind of like so your mattress. It's
1: kind of like your mattress now. It's all full It's foam yeah. everywhere. Comes in a little box. Boom! You open it up.
2: That's true. Yeah, think about that. Look at beds.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's a whole technology. other podcast. Yeah, that's a
1: whole other podcast. <laughs> Put
2: yes. a stamp on it. Send
3: it yes. to me. How did we get onto beds from cars? Foam. <laughs>
0: Bill fault. Bill's fault. foam. <laughs> Well, so. thanks to you guys. My yep. head continues to spin and it hasn't stopped yet, but you know, we've come a long way since the beginning of the automobile. And as we sit here today, it's pretty clear that technology is in the driver's seat and will take us into the future. Thank you very much to Shannon Grew of Colby Chrysler Center here on site for your information and that head spinning effect that we have going on.
2: Thank you very much for having me here. I appreciate the feedback and the ability to talk about these things a lot of a lot of great
0: information it's great
2: awesome we hope to have you right along next time on all about the car
0: to listen to previous episodes find additional resources or to simply send us a message head to allaboutthecarpodcast.com we'll see you next time